0: Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to episode 18 of Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer Brewing. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nick B and L. C. Ooh, L. C. just all initials, <laughs> and of course, this is
1: J.D. <laughs> this is Joe. Uh, <laughs> There's so many things I could say. <laughs> I wouldn't say them. Yeah. Yeah, so that thought. Gosh, this, I hate people do that. They're it's like, yeah. oh, like oh, not something funny, but I can't tell you. And it's like, okay. well, then don't bring it yeah, up. Yeah, why would
0: you bring it up? Now my interest is peaked. <laughs> You've piqued my interest and broken my heart all at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why? Don't break my heart.
0: Yeah, but we're here. We're back another week. Uh, and this week, we don't really have a beer to crack. We've got one to crack open the taps. That is the oatmeal-style homebrew. And we have done that. We have these served, actually, very appropriately in two Guinness pint glasses. And Lauren has a... I have a no-nick pint. Nice. It sounded like you were trying to kick Nick
1: out with that one. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Did I say that I was Nick Nick D? I'm actually Rick G. (laughs) Rick G. (laughs) I'm a fill-in host today. Oh, nice. Because there's no Nick.
0: All right. Well... play on words, though. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) First impressions, what do you think? It's cold. It looks like a stout. It is pretty cold. Yeah. The kegerator set to what temperature, Lauren? Thirty six. Close. Thirty eight? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the temperature of a beer draft serving system. You need to know that for your, your upcoming
1: certified beer server exam.
0: Yeah, you need to know uh, that for I need that. To
1: learn that. I'll do that after the wedding.
0: After the wedding? When you got free time? Okay. Who are you marrying?
1: Marinating? <laughs> what? Some rando. Yeah. Marinating. Some
0: rando. ran That's a dumb name.
1: <laughs>
0: I know. Rand-o?
1: rand-o. Wait. What? Um, yeah, the beer looks really nice. I just yep. pulled a few off of the keg. First time I'm seeing it. I actually wasn't here for the brew day. You guys, um, I think, did that around the holidays. If we I did remember. it on Christmas on Day, On Christmas actually. Day. What a yep. fun activity. Christmas Day. Because we
0: had a merry COVID Christmas. Merry COVID Christmas. Not for us. But mm-hmm. We couldn't go visit. Him. For your family, merry COVID and Ashley. Mm-hmm. But dark color, uh, tan head.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a nice little ring and a little bit of wisp on top. Um, it poured when I first poured it. Uh, there was a nice foamy head, but that has since dissipated. Dissipated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the color of the beer. It's a nice. Brown. Um, it's dark, but not incredibly dark. It's not like a black. No, it's not like pitch one. black.
0: But it's like you can when you hold up to the light, you can tell it's like dark brown. The ABV on this is pretty light too. When I did the calculations, yeah. we didn't get a super amazing fermentation. I think the final gravity was ten point one eight, which is a touch high. We did three weeks. I just don't think the yeast was very.
1: But you even propagated the yeast.
0: Yeah, did a yeast starter. All that I don't know if my malt extract was any good or that I used for that. I mean, I guess it still would contain the sugars and everything, but it didn't have a very vigorous fermentation. So we set, we finished it at ten point one eight, and that gives us about a four percent ABV,
1: Mm. which is nice. I mean, it's kind of like again, it's a nice light stout. Mm -hmm. Granted, this is an oatmeal stout, so it'll be a stark difference from an Irish dry stout. But
0: should have had oatmeal for supper instead. Yeah, you can drink your oatmeal. What are you getting on the nose? Sweet. Sweet. I get a lot of roasty in my initial impression.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, a little roasty, little of, uh, roast, uh, coffee, uh, a little bit of roast, some coffee, a little bit of, I don't want to say like smoke, but just kind of a nice char-y yeah. kind of a.
0: Char!
1: Deeply roasted coffee, some sweetness. Yeah, you can really smell the, the sweet grain bill on this one.
0: Oh, I also really like that shirt you're wearing, Nick. kind of reminds me of Rocco's Modern Life.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, I, I get that a lot, actually. The triangles on it, or it's got sort of like a, a 90s vibe, I think. Yeah, it does. It's not the right color, though. No. I uh, I got it at TJ Maxx, actually. TJ Maxx? I all right. TJ Maxx. It's like hidden gems there all the time if you yes. scour the... You just have to look max.
0: sometime. Wow, looking at these photos are, of Rocco are you know bringing back the nostalgia. Oh yeah, that looks yep. Is it on like any streaming device? Like I Netflix, don't know. It's probably horrible if Hulu, we rewatched it. Amazon. The quick uh, IMDb synopsis is that he's a wallaby who moved from Australia to the United States. G'day mate. I'm Rocco. That's not. I don't remember really how he Throw
1: shrimp on the barbie.
0: <laughs> oh, Austrian! <laughs> Throw some shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> no. That's Australia. What? That's from that movie, the Dumb. classic masterpiece, Dumb and Dumber.
1: I've seen it, but I can't quote it. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to pick up a, a girl as he's he's a limo driver, and he drives up and pretends that he's the passenger. And he's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm due for a lecture at the college here in 20 minutes, and my driver's lost. And so she, like, gives him directions. And she's got sort of a German... Accent and he's like, "That's a lovely accent you have, New Jersey." (laughs) She says Austria and he's like, "Oh, Austria! Well, good day, mate." New Jersey,
0: great, great movies. Well, back to the beer.
1: Sidetrack wouldn't be an episode without a quick yeah, I know,
0: right? Yeah, we got to have throw some nostalgia in there. Lauren, what's it taste like to you? Um, kind of like beer. Oh, well, that's good, at least. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've had an oatmeal stout. Hmm. What, what hits you immediately? What do you think of? That's a
1: lighter stout.
0: Does it, like, this is a lighter stout? Or? This is a lighter stout for me. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, um, there's flavor there, but <laughs> <laughs> it could be more flavorful.
0: I get a lot of uh, roast is like the primary yes. flavor that I'm getting. And it's not... I don't know if there's a ton of depth of malt flavor beside the roast.
1: That's basically what I said.
0: <laughs> what was the malt bill? Do you remember?
1: Nope.
0: We used a prefab kit from Northern Brewer, I think, for their oatmeal stout. Basically, I think it was on sale. Maybe the grains were old or something. <laughs> but we got uh, got that, so I didn't really pay attention. Maybe Pilsner malt. And then uh, there was definitely, you know, quite a bit of dark yeah. dark malt in it. So I think that's what's giving that super roast uh, character. Pretty good though. I mean, it's drinkable for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the best beer in the world. I wouldn't say it's the worst beer in the world. It's yeah. just like a, your plain stout. Yeah. I think the mouth feels pretty smooth. on it. Yeah.
1: Kind of light body, uh, but a little bit smooth and creamy too. I think it has, it has some body, but not in like a, a viscous or chewy way. It's just kind of like I don't know. It just goes it goes down really easily. Yeah, it's got
0: a nice body. Girl,
1: yeah. look at that body. Turned out Let's well. I think <laughs> it's body. always good to have a nice uh, light stout to drink too, especially mm-hmm. um, this time of year when it's a little bit chillier. Oh, yeah. Um, and drinking out of the Guinness glass, it reminds me of how much I really like a good Guinness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and this is like, it's kind of like Guinness, except I think it's a little more roasty. I've yeah, probably said that 17 Less, times. It's
1: like, the mouth feels different.
0: Yeah. A little roasty, a little toasty. It's not as thin.
1: I was going to say, too, that Guinness feels more smooth than
0: my mouth. Really? Mm-hmm. See, this should be more true. smooth because it's uh, got the oatmeal in there contributing a little extra protein. Little protein? Yeah, overall, not bad. Yeah. Turned out okay? I give it a um, 7 out of
1: 10 on the LC scale. Oh, wow.
0: That's pretty high. That's a lot higher than I yeah. thought you were going to say. I
1: mean, the LC scale. We've not heard that one before. It's a new yeah, one. Yeah, it's a new one. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, higher than the last uh, LC scale, the black IPA, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That she didn't like it first. And it got better over time for her. But, uh, it? Oh. Better. You still didn't like it. You said it wasn't your favorite, which is oh, a nice okay. way to say you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still drank some of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think this is better than the black IPA. I do too. But, Yeah. So Nick, success. We, yeah, success. So we we just got back from a trip, a long, tiring weekend in Atlanta. Tiring. Two of us got back from a trip. Two of us did, yes. I was not invited. <sighs> you were not invited. I can't believe. Um, to the bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. who, do, who does that? Why was I not invited? Yeah, come on. Obviously, I, it was oversight. I must have had a
1: typo on the uh, the group message. hundred mm-hmm. number wrong.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so we while we were there... We made sure to hit up some breweries Mm -hmm.
1: for sure. Which was your favorite? Ooh, for, for beers alone, um, I really liked, uh, we went to Firemaker, got a flight there. Mm -hmm. A lot of IPAs and pale ales, but they have, uh, good stout selection, some good ciders on tap. Um, that was really nice to try that variety. That was actually the first stop we made for a brewery. Um... Good atmosphere there too, but I think my favorite as far as just overall atmosphere. No surprise that I would probably pick Sweetwater. Just, oh yeah, I mean if you're in Georgia near Atlanta or Athens, you definitely want to stop by there and um, hit up that brewery. That's a really cool place.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like had, we went to so the breweries we went to we only we went to four. Um, went to Firemaker Brewing, then we went over to Bold Monk brewing which isn't too far from there uh and then we went to scofflaw brewing which was their second tap room you said right yeah and then the next day we went to Sweetwater, but i think firemakers beer yeah was was pretty good uh it resonated i think bold monk was good too but we ate dinner there and they're more of a you know belgian style focus and yeah got a got a flight there that was uh more traditional belgian style beers which we usually aren't my like go-to picks you know i'll usually pick either pale ale or ipa or a uh stout or you know kind of the basic beer bro stuff so yeah. but i thought that fire was pretty good Scofflaw had a good beer we only had one beer there and then
1: but they had some interesting beer beers way. there were, like some different styles and um kind of creativity mm-hmm. on the menu there oh yeah for sure um I, was, yeah, I did like the one thing about the Bold Monk Brewery that they had the pre... Uh, pre Prefab flight? Yeah. And oh, there was two I different like, like yeah,
0: Belgian inspired... Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a... Yeah. You, did you get the... There's like the Abbey, which is what I got, which is the more Belgian ones. And then there's the West Side, right?
1: I had the West Side, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we had different ones. Yeah. So I had, I had, I had a lager, an IPA, a Doppelbach, and a, a double IPA. Um, mm. So really not... I mean, besides like uh, Doppelbock, you know, you know, it's a lot of traditional styles that you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, it kind of did the work for you, especially for being a first-timer there.
0: Oh, yeah. It,
1: and, it takes the guesswork out of it.
0: And plus those are cool because it's pretty much the brewery saying like, hey, these are our best four beers for you to try, or best five beers, or if you're going to, to 10-barrel brewing, this is our best... 10 beers <laughs> yeah. we're to try that um, was a, a great flight uh that was a pretty cool spot um
1: yeah and at scofflaws i had a uh their neapolitan milk mm-hmm. out that was really good that was a nice little i, I shouldn't call it nightcap because i was not the end of the night but it was our, <laughs> our last uh, brewery stop so that was oh, a good yeah. way to uh kind of wrap up the brewery tour that day
0: yeah, and it, it, so like for Bold Monk, what I had my flight the Abbey, so the Belgian focused one. I had a started with a, a wheat beer, a Belgian wheat style, mm. then a Belgian double, a Belgian triple, and then a quad. Wow! So, yeah, it went all the way Maybe. up to there. But I really like the double was my favorite for sure. I think I gave it a four point five. Wow! Yeah,
1: yeah. I I think I enjoyed the the Doppelbach the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and then I think. Going to Sweetwater, like I said, we had, I've had several Sweetwater beers. Mm-hmm. I was more familiar with them because their distribution radius is much larger. And I think the other ones were probably pretty exclusive to Atlanta mm-hmm. and the surrounding area. So, um. Yeah. I think,
0: uh, the, I had a couple barley wines from Sweetwater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those babies were strong, but they were good. They were.
1: Yeah. Um, you know what's was funny is uh, I forgot we also got that mix and match um, Monday Night Brewing Company. Oh yeah, pack pack mm-hmm. of cans for the house. Um,
0: yeah, so if you remember from our Nashville trip a couple months ago, we went to <laughs> Lauren. Also, was not on that That's one. Night that night one was night. a boys trip. Uh, but we went to Monday Night Brewing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, I like that spot. They had some good beer too.
1: Yeah, And I almost can't forget. We're doing a stout drinking at Guinness classes. Had some Guinnesses at a sweet Irish pub. Yeah, went to a that was couple good. Irish pubs. Yeah. Who would have thought Atlanta was a I know, spot right? for yeah, Irish <laughs>
0: pubs. I think that would be going to two Irish pubs when I was in, in Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Get some nice Guinnesses. First time I were there, got a really nice Guinness or two or three. Oh, this
1: is taking <laughs> right back oh. to Atlanta. Oh,
0: well, Yeah, but it was a good time. Uh, so, wherever you're going, no matter what the occasion is, just check out what breweries you got around. Yeah, I never really thought of Atlanta as you know, tons of beer and stuff other than sweet water, but there's a pretty good brewing district down there and
1: oh, yeah, lots of little, like, pockets of breweries that were cool. Yeah, I think we hit just the tip of the iceberg for breweries in Atlanta. I mean, if we had more time, we could have popped around even, even more. than Oh, day yeah. Day. But, um, yeah, I mean, there have, there have to be 15 to 20 at least that I saw, which is pretty impressive for... Um, for anywhere, really, to have that many. And the quality was all pretty, yeah, pretty excellent. I wasn't so. disappointed with any of them, I don't, so. But
0: yeah. So, the title of this episode is probably gonna, you know, get you wondering, saying, what are, you, what are they talking about? Mini-series? What's going on with this?
1: So, it's tiny-series.
0: <laughs> tiny-series. Oh, it's, it's tiny.
1: Tiny-tiny-series. No, I
0: feel like a tiny-series is like one episode.
1: No, it's just the length. It's in reference to the length. The, link. <laughs> the length. The L- so L- length. So L- we're L- only going to L- talk for <laughs> the five minutes, and then we'll be done. Oh, five it's minutes, and we'll so be done. Mini-series. Series.
0: Yeah, it's just a little series within our, our podcast we're going to be doing every uh, week for a few episodes. And that's going to be talking about evaluating beer. And what we're using for this is the BJCP beer evaluation kind of methodology and, and system for it. So there's five of those things. There's overall impression, there's aroma, appearance, flavor, and mouthfeel. You know, which I feel like when usually when we talk about beer, we use a a similar category. You know, on our website, we have our own little uh, rubric, which is loosely based off this. But in there, we talk about appearance first, then aroma, then flavor, then mouthfeel, or am I wrong? Mouthfeel, then flavor. That's what, yeah. yeah. And then we do uh, our own little category, drinkability, which is kind of the overall, but it's basically our way of saying is like, would I drink this beer again? And is it something good that you could just sip on all night? Or is it like, wow, that was exploding with flavor. I can only have one.
1: Yeah. Also kind of where it fits into your your life. Is it, you know, a, a little evening nightcap, a heavy you know, Imperial Stout is it a nice summer crusher? Dessert beer, um, yeah. My my older sister told me she uh, checked in a beer. I noticed it on her on tap. She said, "I use crushable <laughs> as a descriptor." After learning from you and Joe, to use crushable, crushable, which is one of right. our favorites. I think sessionable, crushable. Yeah. Um, is it parallel with food? I think that's another. Fun yeah,
0: one. it is a fun thing to do, uh, but it, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about becoming a BJCP judge, um then you would follow these criteria which is a lot more scripted a lot more in-depth with things and really it just helps you establish a standardized methodology about grading beer you know because that's really the bjcp is about grading beer mainly homebrew but you know other styles and with that you want to have a systematic approach so that we can objectively and fairly grade those individual beers but i think if you apply this to your day-to-day beer drinking you can start to get in the the mindset of it and yeah get some elements of you know tasting when you're just hanging out having a beer and then you can keep your skills sharp if you wanted to try to hone them over time so
1: yeah it makes sense it's something it's like applicable to a lot of other facets of life that we that everybody does we don't really think about it Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like if you're buying a home or a car, you're looking, you know, size, you know, the interior, you know, the, the overall look, you know, the safety, value, efficiency, yeah. all that. Adaptive cruise control.
0: Adaptive cruise control. <laughs> right. <you laughs> safety know. and efficiency are usually not my, my high things.
1: Yeah. So it's like you have power. You, you develop all these like, <laughs> metrics anyway, right? So it's like when I have it to prepare?
0: be. Yeah. And that's the thing. It just. If anything, I think it just makes you intentional about your beer drinking, you know. You take a second to appreciate it. And that's what we're all about, being beer nerds. Yeah. You know, appreciating what the brewer puts into it, so. And the cool thing about the these, like, style guides is that the, you know, a lot of breweries will use them to make their beer, you know. Not to formulate their recipe, but they'll say, okay, I'm going to make a Belgian double. This is what it needs to look like, you know. or These are the things, you know. So... It's a unique little criteria. We thought we'd dive into it and start out with number one, which is overall impression. So, what does the overall impression mean, Lauren? What do you What do you think about that when you?
1: I think about the beer's ability to impress me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> overall impression. Eh. I mean, it's yeah. just How a beer. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> is
1: it working? Hmm. You
0: think you're cool in that glass?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, from an overall impression, sometimes it doesn't, uh, for me at least, doesn't necessarily always reflect what it looks like. Because if I see a can (laughs) that looks cool, overall impression might be, this is going to be really good beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about after you've already poured it in, you look at it, or you've Tasted um, it of some sort. So your, your
1: first impression. Your first impression. <laughs> yes. Okay. Your first
0: impression. is Wow. You just go based off looks. I do. How judgmental of you.
1: I know, but don't worry. I don't really transcend She's... that into my personal life. judge okay. 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 like Obviously. He's, he's dashing, good looks. My dazzling <laughs> <dad's like> looks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Oh, the pain. <laughs> I think overall impressions I think about at the end
0: I don't think about that first yeah and that's why it's interesting that it's like the first thing but I think if you're thinking about a style guide you're saying hey this is a, an American light lager this is what the flavor profile should be this is what it should look like this is how the, the smell should be so it's basically kind of the the quick elevator pitch for the the beer pretty much your way to say hey, you know, you've got this uh, IPA and you've got this German pills. These are the things that should be different about them. And, and this is what each one should have in its own characteristics. So I think it's a good place to start. But you really can't get it until after you've tasted it. I agree. I feel like I wouldn't formulate that. And I think that's kind of why we had it at, towards the end Yeah. in our reviews. Because we just did like a natural progression of things. Like you look at it. You smell it, you taste it, and or you feel like how oh, it is in your mouth, you taste it, and then you kind of evaluate it from there. So, this is it's interesting to look
1: at beer in that perspective. Yeah. I, I kind of likened it to our drinkability mm-hmm. rubric, um, just because none of the same concepts apply. You're kind of looking at, you know, did I enjoy this beer? What did I enjoy about it? Like, what would be different, or what would I like to be different in this beer? Mm-hmm. Um how you know what setting do I see myself drinking this beer? Yeah, and you're kind of just overall a, a, a summary note of uh, kind of your thoughts about the beer, your, your perception. Yeah. So it's um, in, in my mind, it is very similar to how we score sort of drinkability of a beer. Yeah, where I think it sort of differs is you know for us the drinkability score was kind of not necessarily a huge indication on the overall quality of the beer because in some cases a beer is just. It's not super drinkable because it's stronger. It, you know, like a bar, like an, a barley wine or something like a, mm-hmm. an oak um, barrel aged stout. I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a slower sipper. Uh, higher ABV beers you're not going to really crush. So mm-hmm. it, and it may, in the same way that you wouldn't, you know, necessarily drink uh, a glass of red wine like down the hatch. You, you kind yeah. of like <laughs> sip and enjoy it. Oh, it's like a nice yeah. yeah. Less of scotch, like you're going to – drinkability, that's not very high in my opinion because yeah. you really can't mm-hmm. – um, you well, can't enjoy it in any any other way than to savor it, I guess. Yeah,
0: and I think the way that we describe drinkability is is uh, it's like a combination of how does everything to come together, you know. Maybe it's bitter, but it's also, you know, got a good malt presence, so it balances out. The perceived yeah. bitterness is low, and the mouth feels great, so it's just easy to, to get down – down the hatch and that's where we differ because this doesn't really say that so like if i look at the i've got the bjcp 20, twenty-one uh guidelines pulled up here for international dark lager their overall impression impression is a darker richer and somewhat sweeter version of international pale lager with a little more body and flavor but equally restrained in bitterness the low bitterness leaves the malt as the primary flavor element and the low hop levels provide very little in the way of balance so it's it's a kind of a mini-review or a mini-evaluation slapped in there versus saying, oh, yeah, this is a little bit sweet, it's a little darker, and it's not balanced. So the drinkability is, you know, the way we perceive it is this, this, that. That's where our big difference comes through. So it's interesting to look at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good place to sort of summarize the where it might deviate from the typical uh, notes about a style. As you mentioned with, you know, that particular stout, it's, you know, you might have a certain SRM or a certain um, ABV or perceived mm-hmm. bitterness and maybe it's like hey this stout actually is a little bit lower on the perceived bitterness scale than a typical mm-hmm. stout is or like an IPA hey that malt character is really bouncing out the, the bitterness or um, this is a higher yeah, a higher ABV kind of a boozier um, perception on you know, a certain uh, beer than, than what's typical so I think that's a good place to sort of encapsulate all that information mm-hmm.
0: yeah it gives you kind of like a little reference to compare it to similar styles and other things so like oh it's a porter versus a stout you know it will be like oh this one's a little more roasty a little more intense deep flavor so it's an interesting concept and after you know after they explain that then it goes into the individual characteristics and they use some pretty specific terminology uh that we'll get to in the coming episodes of the mini-series. So watch out for next week as we talk about aroma and follow through there. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much the mini-series is to walk through what each piece is and kind of give our thoughts on it and, you know, how we incorporate that into beer. So I'll ask you, Lauren, if you had to come up with an overall impression for this homebrew that we're drinking right now, what would you say?
1: I mean, I think it's very drinkable. Um, I think there could be a little more flavor it is a little less intense than my normal stout, um, but a very drinkable stout. I still like it.
0: So, Nick, if you had to give this an overall impression, what would you what would you say for this homebrew that we've got right here?
1: Um, I mean, it's an oatmeal stout, but if I'm kind of basing it off of what I expect from that st- or, or I guess comparing it to what I would expect for that style or what's typical, um... It is a nice dark brown beer. It's got um, plenty of roasty quality and aroma and flavor. Um, A light uh, kind of soft velvety mouthfeel. And really that oat oat grain bill is really contributing a lot to the, I guess, toning down of some of the harshness and uh, kind of also lightening up the mouthfeel. So it um, makes for just an overall, I guess, palatable and roasty to slightly sweet stout. So Nick, if you had to give this uh,
0: homebrew oatmeal stout a overall impression, what would would you say?
1: Overall impression uh, would be nice dark stout with uh, light roast on the aroma and it's got a very light and smooth mouthfeel, roasty overall malt character and flavor. Um, lending more towards the roasty side than the sweet side as far as an oatmeal stout Mm might go, which is, you know, there's definitely some room for variation in that style. So I would overall deem this more of a roasty oatmeal stout.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, just a quick synopsis of what the flavors are like and then.
1: Synopsis.
0: Synopsis. And then if we were to add our own flair on there, we'd probably say drinkability. What you got for that, for the drinkability of this beer? It's
1: drinkable. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's liquid. You can swallow it. You can drink it. <laughs> I have the ability. I have the ability. But yeah, I mean, the roasty flavor of it, I don't think I'm going to... You know, it's different from a Guinness because that roast really kind of sits in your mouth, I feel like, afterward. and I don't know if I want to have, like, a few of these in a row. Maybe just, you know, one. is just a nice evening beer. Yeah,
1: but yeah. You can not feel too guilty about it because it's a nice four to maybe five percent beers so yeah it's not like you're drinking a you're not gonna feel feel it in the morning uh-uh. unless you did have several unless you yeah, unless you have, had a bunch uh so well, i just to say good work to you two for brewing yeah. this on christmas it turned out very nicely mm-hmm. lauren was the master brewer i just stood there closed my eyes she
0: told you when to stir mm-hmm Yep, exactly. <laughs> stir stir now. Stir. Uh, so Lauren, we're getting near the end of the episode, and do you, do you know what that means? What did we learn? No. <laughs> not not that part of the episode yet. She's trying to trying to get out of something. Uh-huh. What are you trying to get out of? There's something hidden under this towel right here next to me. <gasps> it's time for Elsie's pick of the week. Alright, we are closing our eyes. Lauren's about to crack the beer.
1: <laughs> or she's about to fall. Or sneeze. Or was I not a sneeze? No,
0: I hit my
1: hand. I hit your hand? Alright. Some beer ASMR. Can you pour the beer gently into the, glass?
0: into the glass. You can hear the beer. You Just gotta pour it. yourself some beer to remember. It's oh
1: so foamy. Let's give it a give it a sniff. Mm, got some hops today. Yeah. To contrast that. oatmeal <laughs> style. I
0: feel like it smells like a hazy IPA. Uh, out the gate, he's sort of making the prediction. <coughs> wow, my left nostril. Don't you hate it when one nostril is is like blocked up? That seems, That's the worst. That's always the case. It's crazy hard to smell now that maybe that's what was my body's reaction to smelling it is it automatically closed up a nostril but yeah when you stir the head up again you're getting i feel like juicy oh yeah maybe like stone fruit apricotty
1: kind of a yeah vibe let's give it a taste yeah i was just gonna say after tasting it i agree with that that sentiment about that stone fruit
0: mm. yeah and it's got it's not like it smells a lot sweeter than it tastes and I feel like the flavor is not super bold, but that also could be because we just were drinking that super roasty stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is like a really kind of like fleshy fruit flavor, like some peach. Maybe even some like... Mm, fleshy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's not an appealing word to use. But... Yeah, it's my favorite flavor descriptor. <laughs> fleshy. <laughs> yeah. It's appetizing. Really, I like this a lot.
0: Yeah. It's not too heavy. It's a little juicy and, and a slight like mm. dank hop aftertaste a little bit of mustiness but not too much
1: yeah i think it kind of brings it back to earth a little bit from that juice forward aroma and flavor that dankness kind of balances it out brings it back all right i'm taking a peek at it
0: we do have a hazy beer we've <laughs> got uh you know a solid collar of foam still yeah chilling on here have you even tried it yet lauren your glass has not even been touched nope. why are you making that face I haven't had it yet. Give it a try. Give, give,
1: give it a whirl. It's kind of more of a pale straw Yeah, it's
0: very... Color. Yeah, it's definitely pale. I don't even know how to describe this it's color. It's literally
1: like whipped head. It's like stuck to the walls of my glass. Do you like it? You look like yeah. you didn't. It's just very contrasting.
0: Yeah, a lot of contrast here. Um... Hmm. A little dry finish. A little bit. Or maybe that's still just the roastiness in my mouth. But yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with a hazy IPA. What are you thinking, Nick?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go. I guess I'll, I'll say a hazy IPA. And for fla- like for flavor profile, I'm guessing. Some stone fruit. Maybe even a touch of, like, orange. Some citrus? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, Some a... Some orange or possibly grapefruit or clementine. Mm-hmm. Not, not like the tart citrus of, like, a lemon or lime. It's more of the... Uh... Reminds me of, like, the... Is there another family of, like, citrus that's specific to like oranges or grapefruits? Because those are kind of more... A tangelo tangelo <laughs> tangelo is that a thing
0: or did i just make that up if you don't google tangelo? it then it's true <laughs> yes the tangelo is a plant oh it's a hybrid of a tangerine and a grapefruit what wow. how do i pull Jeez. that one out from my brain Pull it right out of the bottom of your brain from the bottom started from the bottom mm-hmm. now me all Let's... right lauren Give us the big reveal. What's on the docket Oh, it's from New Belgium.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: I think I see an accumulation.
1: Wow. Accumulation of what?
0: Hazy IPAs. Snowflakes. An accumulation of beer. Yes. Tell us about this winter wonder. Um, it is a winter hazy IPA. It's dry hopped with strata. Mosaic, Lotus, and Eldorado. Eldorado, Eldorado. This was brewed
1: in Fort
0: Collins.
1: <laughs> well, you got the style right. Good, good job there. And guess when it expires?
0: What? February? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> February 27th. Dang, we got to drink then. that. Isn't there like, didn't you buy a whole six pack? Yeah, is that
1: going to be a challenge for you?
0: I'm trying challenge? to watch my weight. Oh, and it's got a little ruler on the side so you can snap how much snow you got. We should have done that when it actually snowed for once here. Yeah, we. You
1: yeah, know, you could have done that, but. We weren't here. You weren't here.
0: I wasn't here. But oh, there was still snow no. when I got back. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We did it. Eldorado, a little bit of that. Picking up mosaic, not as much. But also, I can't, like, pick out hops
1: anyway, especially when they're blended like that. I mean, El Dorado yep. Hops takes me back to the first IPA, I think, right? That you brewed? Or one of the first IPAs you brewed was with yeah. El Dorado Hops heavily.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was basically like the El Dorado. It just was like seven editions of El Dorado Hops. It's crazy. But hey, we did it. We did it this time. The secret to a great El Dorado hop is in the hops. No, the hops is in the road. i sure that you season your hops. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess that uh, walt- waltzes us right into what did we learn today? Waltzes us. Waltzes us. What'd you learn, Lauren?
1: That I um, am ill-equipped to review a beer by BJCP standards. You are. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think I. I think we. I think we all are. I think it's a, an acquired, ability. Yeah. I wouldn't even say I'm equipped to do it yet nor am i um maybe someday
0: i think it's a transition from our you know we have a we had our own methodology in place and then if we are looking at a different methodology it's really throwing things off because you're used to doing it one way but if you systematize it whatever you do if you're just thinking about beer there's nothing wrong with that and i mean i'm not saying we have to switch to this but this is just one of the most recognized uh beer rating scales that you know you could use
1: Yeah, what'd you learn, Nick? Well, I learned that you don't need me to make a good homebrew because Lauren. Well, he said it so sad. You don't need
0: you don't need me.
1: (laughs) Get out of here, you big dumb animal. (laughs) You said I don't want you. (laughs) You Just you don't want you anymore.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Nick's gone. Yeah, what'd you learn, Joe? Oh, I had something. Oh, I learned that the the beer dogs want to be as noisy as possible when we're trying to record a podcast. Otherwise, they're just laying on the couch sleeping, but this is the time they want to play with their loudest toys every time. Getting a second wind at night. They are. They really are. I think you invigorate them when you come over. They're ready. What can I say? What can you say? What can you say, Henley? What can you say?
1: I feel like if you go back and listen, you might pick up a few moments when the dogs made their presence known. Yes, or continuously.
0: Maybe it'll just drown in with the background noise because that's all it was. (laughs) But on that note, this concludes episode number 18 of the Secondary Fermentation Podcast, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Check us out on our website at eastcarolinabeer.com. Check us out on Instagram at eastcarolinabeer.com. Uh, Nick is miming all these actions out. If you could see it, you would know how to do these things. We're on Twitter at Eastbeer. Uh, and even on the old books of the face. Uh, if you want to go on there and give us a little like arena. <laughs> Typewriter. <laughs> that is kind of. I mean, I feel like Facebook is becoming pretty antiquated. for Deactivated. Nice. All right. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks for listening. Cheers.